You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the closer, Chris Venture, a main man, Gabe Morrissey, Jim Day. Coming up on the program today, we're going to load through some running back tiers, get you ready for your 2018 fantasy football drafts, let you know which running backs we think have bell cow capabilities, which running backs we think are going to be duds. We're just going to be talking running backs. It's also very important. Hey, they want to talk to you. 844-843-6879, telephone number. You got drafts coming up. I know you do. I know you're not ready for them, so I need you on the home. Once again, that telephone number is 844-843-6879. My main man, Gabe, game time decisions at the Sports Rage in New York City. What's good with you, Gabe? Glad to have you up for a couple days, my man. Hey, great hanging with you, uh, Corey. I look forward to a... Uh Look forward to a very, very profitable season, upcoming nice. uh, season uh, this year. Profitable because dudes like us, Gabe, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I can go down to Walmart and stock shelves at night. It's not like I can go to Whole Foods and be fixing up stanchions. I got to get my money <laughs> yeah. in football. You feel what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I've been talking about this uh, for years. Coming from, a, uh, from a more of a betting background than a fantasy background, I've been playing fantasy for a while. Uh, I've really learned um, to you know how to correlate the two of them together. I've, I've been a better baseball uh, better than uh, than I've ever been, and I'm not young, uh, but we've been crushing it in baseball, specifically the last couple of years because of all the extra DFS uh, work that we put in. And I find you know through the fantasy research, it can really help your bets, and your bets can really help your fantasy as well. It's all intertwined. Mm-hmm. Right, and not, not to mention, the fact, like you said, and vice versa, it, it goes both ways. Your DFS knowledge helps your betting knowledge. Your betting knowledge helps your DFS. My man, the closer, Chris Venture, glad to have you up here today, my brother. You don't have the cornrows we were expecting. I know. Uh, you know, I'm a little upset about it, but it's all right. We're going to get them done tomorrow, most likely. All right. And, you know, I'll be, all, I'll be all set. I'll be ready to swag it out. Nice. And, of course, introducing uh, once again today, joining us, holding it down, is my good friend, Fantasy Taz, my man, Jim Day. Jim, what's going on with your big dog? Hey, guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me back. Well, glad to have you back. Let's get ready to hop right into it, right? So I would go to my rankings, but they're not done yet. So, But they'll be still, <laughs> they would, they're going to be, Gabe, don't laugh at me, Gabe. I ain't got my rankings. I'm not yet, laughing Gabe. at you. I'm laughing with you. Gabe, yeah. let me tell you, these things, let me tell you something about these rankings, time. Gabe. No, I'll be honest. How the hell are you going to set rankings before the preseason's over? What? Everybody runs out with rankings, this and that. Players are going to get injured, guys. Situations are going to change. Listen, yep. these rankings right here, these joints is like, Crack, right? <laughs> this is your negotiating tool, people in the fantasy industry. Don't drop these joints until you get a price tag for them. Yeah, Period. that's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't sit up here and sweat over these rankings for free. You just feel what I mean? Because it does take time. And it takes time, and it's my, it's my effort that I put into this. But, Gabe, you know what you can do? You can you put it in an Excel spreadsheet, and you adjust accordingly. Yeah, you to use the it news. as a guideline. Yeah. But, you know, a case in point, I mean, Sterling Shepard's uh, ranking pretty different if Odell Beckham isn't there, right? Right, right, exactly. All right, let's get in. Let's hop into this. How I want to do it this way, and I want to bring Jim. I'm going to get you started right away, and I'm going to go with your guy. I want to talk, like, you. okay, you know, tears and stuff like that, and you like this guy and you like that guy, but I want to talk about how you like these guys as it, as it dictates to your fantasy football team. And I'm going to start with you, Jim, and I'm going to start with your man, Dalvin Cook. I like what Dalvin Cook was doing last year when he got hurt. He was leading the NFL in rushing. Son is a beast. He's got the Liberty City background, Dade County, got the Florida State background, and running backs out of that program normally do pop, and we saw him doing well when he got into the season last year. Year two, Gabe, is coming off that injury. That offensive line still stinks. You got a new quarterback in there, Kirk Cousins. I do think Cook is a first-round running back. I do value him as an RB1, but I don't know if I want him as an RB1 on my team. I think maybe a Gordon Cook start is better than a wide receiver in Cook because I don't know if he's going to put up all B1 numbers. This well, if you're Cook. looking at me, I'm definitely thinking he's going to put up RB1 numbers. I, you know, he's out of the, the knee wrap already. He's running good in 
in camp. Everybody says he looks, if not as fast as he did last year, maybe faster. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm buying in on Cook. I, I love the fact that in a lot of drafts, I can get him at the start of the second round. That's why I like if I can get a late pick in the first round. I love starting with somebody like a Gordon and then coming right back with Cook. Well, I think, think that's an excellent start. What do you think, Ventra? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, honestly, like I told you yesterday, I'm cool with that late round draft pick, getting Cook and Julio. That's a great start for me. I would love that. Uh, these are two guys that could absolutely hit home runs for you all day and win leagues for you. Uh, they are risky, but you know what? Listen, you're getting a guy that could end up being a top five running back at the end of the first round. You know I'm big on Dalvin Cook, and, and it looks like he's healthy. I, all the reports I read, he looks good. He looks fresh. Gabe, that offense was rocking and rolling last year, that Minnesota Vikings offense, and Cook was a big part of it, but they didn't miss a beat when he went out, it seems like. Now, you know, and I would expect, uh, though, the good thing about Dalvin Cook is um, how he can catch passes out of the backfield. And, you know, he's, he's just, he glides. He actually reminds me of LaShawn McCoy a lot. I was a big fan of him. I wanted the Giants to draft him last year. Oh, but me I, too. Seemed to be sort of a logical pick, but they, anyways, they ended up getting uh, Barkley. I agree. I agree with you guys in a sense. I would rather have a guy like Dalvin Cook and and another supposed tier two back than putting all my stock in a David Johnson or a Le'Veon Bell or one of these guys. I am a I am a Dalvin Cook fan, but I've got another guy that I'm sure you guys will bring up, and if you don't. I'll bring him up because I want to get your guys' opinion on him. I like him a lot. A little hint. He averaged 4.6 yards a, a clip uh, per carry uh, last year. But uh, we'll get to him in a couple of minutes. That's interesting. No, go ahead. Who's the back? Yeah, did, what, did Alex Collins. Seven? Yes. Alex Collins. I'm I think this guy him. literally could pop for maybe 12, 1,400 yards this year. I really do. You know, Baltimore really hasn't that hasn't had that bell cow back since what? Let's say the Jamal Lewis days. Yeah. We're going back a long ways here. Ray Rice. Or, and Ray Rice, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I guess Ray but Rice. it wasn't around a long time. I forgot enough. about yeah. you, yeah. But he, I, yeah, I forgot about but Ray. Yeah, but he was a great back for a couple of years. Yeah. And, and honestly, Justin Forsett had a good year for the Ravens. See, to me, long the long thing long. is I like the I think the offensive line uh, play is gonna be improved this year. And it's actually the first time in a long time, guys, that the Baltimore Ravens actually have some weapons at the wide receiver position. You would uh, call teams? Michael Crabtree a weapon? Yes. He's washed. No. No. He's better than Amari Cooper is. Oh, come on. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that I, far. Uh, Jim, I'm glad, I'm glad well, to hear you, you pipe listen, in. Listen, come on, listen. he's washed. Well, why, I think, whoa, whoa, hey, Jim, whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you think? I think the Raiders screwed up. And let he, they bring in Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson can't no. even bend down and tie his shoes right now. You get rid of Crabtree. Cooper's iffy. He's got the drops all the time. You know, okay, so I don't think Crabtree's done at all. I, Crabtree may not be washed, but when you're uh, catching, no you catching seven – Look, Joe Flacco throw the ball five yards down the field. So what are you going to throw it to? What do you expect? Well, Crabtree is not going to be. Me? Joe Flacco has one of the strongest arms in the Who game. Who he throw the ball to, Jim? Jim, he throw. Joe Flacco is check, baby, check, baby, one, two. He's check, baby, check, baby, one, two. He's never had anybody to stretch the field. Come on, that's just ridiculous. He's a strong arm quarterback. He's going to love having Crabtree go down the field. Well, he did have Steve Smith. He did have Steve Smith at one point. I know he's a little older, but but he does have a, he has a good arm. But it's just like he's not. What is his yards per attempt? He's not. Can somebody? Because one of these stat people look up his yards per not, attempt. I'm not Flacco. I'm not the president of the Joe Flacco fan club. But that. I will say, I think he's extremely motivated right now because Lamar Jackson is knocking on the door. That's true. And secondly, I know it sounds cliche, but I think Joe Flacco's as healthy as he has been uh, in years. And thirdly. It's a contract year for Joe Flacco. This is he's not going to get another one in Baltimore. No, most likely not. No, not at twenty million dollars a year. Try harder. Yep. But that's why he's going to try harder to get a a deal with somebody else. Yeah, he will. But you can't just write him off like that. You know, we see the pressures on him now to perform. He's got some new weapons for him around him. You know, I'm not a huge Joe Flacco guy either, but you can't just make statements that he only throws the ball five well, yards. Well, I'll give you his last three years of yard attempt. Last year was 5.7. 5.7? Yeah, bad. 6.4 the year before. Who did he have before, to throw to? 6.8 the year before that. What was the two years before that? They didn't have a running back either. Their offense was putrid as a whole. All right, so Flacco can throw the ball down the field. It's their offense. I mean, look at the first play, the first game of the year last year. He hit Wallace for a freaking bomb. When they won the Super Bowl, it was all about the, the vertical deep down the field. The but they're, they're a long time. They were a long way removed away from that. Now I do like the play in Alex Collins. I like Alex Collins though more on that RB two. 
range. I don't want him as, as the first running no, back on no, my team, no. even if I go wide receiver heavy. I still don't want Collins as the first running back on my team. No, no. I want somebody that I can pair with Collins to make my running back well, I think complete. you could pair a Dalvin Cook oh, yeah. with, I, with, I, with I, the Collins. Yeah. No I think doubt. you'd be able to pull that off. That's I, absolutely I don't right. got no beef with that. And my man Lance Davis in the chat, y'all, reminds people that Torrey Smith was a Baltimore Raven. But yeah. that was a while he's ago. He's just a bomber. Though. Yeah, but he's not really good. Yeah, he's fast, right? He does, he's one dimension. He does one. No, if thing. you look, if you look at their skill position players, all right. So they got Michael Crabb. This is the best. I don't know what you feel, Jim. But to me, this is the best. And Christian, guys, this is the best talent that they've had to throw the football to in a while. You got Michael Crabtree. Seed. Uh, you got John Brown, who okay, he's a bum. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's cost me in the past. All right, yep. I'll give you that. I do like Willie Sneed a me lot. Too. You bring Willie Sneed in, and um, you know. Uh, all of those are check, baby, check, baby, one, two. And now he's going to have Michael Crabtree playing that check down game. So that's, that's going to be a bunch of five, six-yard routes. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, the the Bowling Ravens are going to do the same thing they always do. They like to run the ball no matter what running backs they have. And now they finally have a good, full workhorse-type running back. Yeah, let us remember this argument good. started because I said I liked Alex Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to bring, Alex it, Collins, I tried exactly. to bring it back there. You did, you did. Yeah, Col- I agree with Collins. The only thing Collins is going to not be great in and not as good as everybody else is the pass catching. He's not going to be a prolific pass catcher, but that's fine. If he could get you over 1,000 yards rushing, two or, two or 200 yards receiving, that's okay. I'll take that eight as an RB2. Eight touchdowns, seven eight yeah. touchdowns type thing. And where he's going in the drift, you could get him as an RB3, as a flex. Yeah. That's a beautiful flex, I think. I think he's a good sleeper. And I tell you what, from a betting perspective, I like the Baltimore Ravens over eight and a half wins, too. And I think that the Steelers are sort of on their last legs right now. This team is aging. Ben Roethlisberger's not going to be around forever. You look at the Baltimore Ravens and how well Ozzie Newsom's drafted. I mean, already a Hall of Famer as a player, but no also doubt. a great job as a GM over no the years. Doubt. The Baltimore Ravens are positioned to take over this, uh, this division in a year or two. That's interesting because I look at the talent on the two teams, and the Pittsburgh Steelers roster is loaded, and Baltimore's is not. We have loaded with who? Antonio Brown? Antonio Offense. Brown, yeah, Le'Veon getting, Bell. Getting to the wrong side of 30 years old right now. That's Le'Ve- true. Le'Veon Bell will not be a Pittsburgh Steeler no, next won't. year. This is That's the last true. year of, of Roethlisberger and Bell. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the last year. Eight. And let's be real. Ben Roethlisberger's basically a hit away from. No, exactly. He, he, he's washed. Exactly. He's washed. He but can still play, but he, it's always a concern when he gets hit. 844 844 Them joints got big, too. <laughs> 844-843-6879. Let's pop the seal on the phone lines today, and let's head out to my man Lynn in Dallas. Lynn, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> I appreciate you taking my call. But I'm going to say, um, like Dak should have said, uh, no comment. There you go. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's what Dak, I never protest, Prescott should have said, no comment. What we got, Lynn? Uh, yes, sir. Well, speaking of Dak, I wanted to talk about his fantasy value because um, I'm looking at his numbers when he played with Zeke, and and homies, homies uh, almost putting up, you know, 30 burgers. You know, uh, last year we were talking about the Russell Wilsons and the Cam Newtons. We're looking at Dak Prescott's numbers. I mean, he was winning you some weeks. Now, here's uh, the thing. I, and, and listen, it, 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 listen. as far as I'm upset with my quarterback, I do happen to agree with the fact that he's being undervalued in fantasy drafts. And I understand you say, well, he doesn't have Witten. He doesn't have Des Bryant. But he got Ezekiel Elliott, and he has a wide open field to just pick off the open receiver. Dak, Des, Dak Prescott does not like to throw to covered wide receivers. Des Bryant was always covered. Dak's not Tony Romo throwing a 50-50 ball. Dak does not want to turn the football over, so he wants to find open receiver. And I think this year you have a wealth of receivers where Dak don't have to lock in on one guy. He can just pick off his guy. I got to call you out, man. Because you're picking on Baltimore's guys. These are the same guys. Terrence Williams, Allen Hurts. You say worse. These are worse than Okay, all right. But Baltimore don't have Ezekiel Elliott. True. So they, and, that, and that's the difference maker right there. When Zeke was out don't there playing, don't exactly. When Zeke was out there playing last year, Dak Prescott was a top five fantasy quarterback. Now, when Zeke left, Dak Prescott fell to the bottom. With that being said, Lynn, I don't. Dak Prescott right now is not even being drafted. You can put Dak Prescott on right. your team late round, throw him on the bench, and I guarantee you he'll out he'll he'll outshine his ADP. The one thing that stands out to me that you said is that. You said that he, he won't throw the interception. He won't risk that. He'll, he, he's kind of a game manager in a sense. So that actually limits his fantasy value because you don't want a guy that's going to throw. Last year threw for 3,300 yards. I know he rushed for almost 400, but you can't have a guy for under 4,000 total yards as your, your QB. Well, I mean, he's obviously be a QB too. But if you but, go, go, to, go to his game log and look at how much fantasy points he put up when he had Ezekiel Elliott. I'll pull it up right now. 
Hey, Jim, what do you think about Dak Prescott? Obviously not as a QB1, but somebody dollar make you holler late in your draft. I think he could pop. Oh, I'm with you, Corey, definitely. I'm not really enamored with all these wide receivers, but as a group, they'll come together. I like Alan Hurds. I like Michael Gallup. I think they'll put some guys on the field that'll catch passes, no doubt. And like you said, as long as Ezekiel Elliott's behind him, he's always going to have an easier field to throw to. And, uh, you know, again, I'm... The one thing I wish the Cowboys would do more is throw more to Ezekiel Elliott. Get him more involved in the passing game. I think if they did that, this offense would be crazy. Yeah, no, I I think so, too. And I think we will see more of that this year. I think they will rely on Zeke more out the passing game in the passing game. Like I always tell y'all, Zeke's most impressive play as an NFLer was uh, an actual reception against the Pittsburgh Steelers in his rookie year where he took a ball, I believe it was an 80s, a 90-something-yard touchdown on the swing pass. This is Dak Prescott. In week one versus the Giants, 17 points. Fifth, then week two was 15. That was two bad games. Then it was 22, 22, 29, 29, 7, 26. Then Zeke got suspended. Then it was 15, 0, 3, 14. Zeke comes back, 26. As long as it's in the backfield, yeah. he's going to be all right. What week did he come back, Zeke? Zeke came back in week 14 last week, last year. They week got a lot 14. to prove, the Cowboys. Yeah, both Doc, and, yeah. Doc yeah. and Zeke both have a lot to prove this yeah, year. Yeah, it's definitely a money year for both of those players, even though Zeke could probably play on the franchise tag. Doc I'm saying Zeke's got to prove that he can stay out of trouble, and Doc's got to show that the first year wasn't a fluke. Right. Oh, you know, um, Gabe, some people have said that you need to prove that you can stay out of trouble. <laughs> Well, we know I'm not a fluke. I've been doing this 17 years. <laughs> but can you stay out of trouble? No, I'm lucky. The league I play in has a very lenient commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You're right. The league, this league does. A little old dirty, a little old DB. Wu-Tang Wednesday. Turn the joint up, Bavona. Yeah, ooh, baby, I like My it, man, bro. Bavona. Hey. Fancy football frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Got some running back talk. Jim Day, Gabe Marinci, my man, the closer. I'm the fantasy executive. When we come back, we continue to break down these running backs and got your phone calls on deck. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Triumph. Be triumphant in your fantasy football leagues in 2018. Go to rotoexperts.com. Sign up for the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package live and lit for 2018 right now. Promo code FRENZY at checkout. Get yourself a couple bucks back in your pocket. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Got the crew with me, my man Jim Day, the closer, Chris Ventura. Gabe sitting in. Coming down from Toronto, rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? I see I got Marty in Canada and Randy in Canada on the line. So let's go ahead and get the Canadian National Anthem ready for my son, Marty. You know how we do. I got you. Not not right. I'm not going to go to that yet, Chris. You know how I take care of my son, Marty, when he call up into the program. We uh, we go old Canada. Hey, hey, Jim, are you a hard knocks guy? Uh, No, I'm not really. I I don't uh, particularly enjoy those shows. No, Ventra Hard Knocks. You got to turn your microphone off, son. Don't worry about never it. Never do that. I never do that. <laughs> um, hard Knocks. He just no. did it. <laughs> uh, I watch it. I watched like the Tampa Bay one that year. Like sometimes yeah. I miss it though. Like I'm not like super super interested in it. I don't know why. Uh, you a Hard Knocks guy? Nah, I watch like the. You know, I'll watch if something significant. I see everyone's freaking out about Jarvis Landry scene last night. I guess he gave some speech that everybody loves, but. For the most part, no, I'm too busy actually watching actual games. No, I feel you. All right. I'm a hard knocks guy. I don't I don't I like the SBs. I like hard knocks. I like things I love I love seeing behind the scenes stuff yeah, too. I, I, I like am down with that it. People but don't like I'm just weird like that, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I draw Maybe a lot it's of the just SBs me. Though, You're weird like a lot of things. <laughs> 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 you don't like the SBs? You don't do the SBs? No, I I don't do the yeah. That's <laughs> the one thing, no. I love the SBs. Yo, Jarvis Landry gave this this kick ass speech to the Miami Dolphin wide receiver group. More or less, he was like, listen, the reason why y'all stink and y'all suck 
is because it's a culture in, in this room and y'all are not trying hard enough. And he was like, that bleep's going to end now. More or less, he was getting on a unit for taking out, sitting out practice because they're injured. He was like, you're not always injured. And what you're doing is putting more stress on the rest of us because you're not running reps. Y'all on the sideline. We're running all the reps. Then we're going to get hurt. So stop with it. It's got to stop. It was excellent. A lot of people saw this last night. And I'm thinking to myself, Jarvis Landry is hiding in like the fourth, fifth round of fantasy drafts right now. I hope this happened, what happened on Hard Knocks does not raise his profile and push his ADP up, Gabe. I think it will, but at the same point in time, he can be as motivational as he wants, but he's still talking to a dude in Antonio Callaway that clearly really doesn't get it. it, it it's going to be tough to change, change the culture there, and I don't, want to, I don't want to single out Hugh Jackson, but the fact of the matter is, you know, Hugh Jackson is 1-31 in 31 as a head coach in the last uh, two years. No, yeah, no. I mean, he, like, so... How many of us, you keep your job, you're one through it. Like, I have a hard time, like I said, you know, I have a hard time buying into any sort of motivational speech. And I'm a Tyrod Taylor guy, too. Yeah, yeah. I like the roster that they have. But you let's look at the start here with the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns. So Josh Gordon, he's not ready to go. Not yet. Man. You know, and he looks so damn good, man. When he walked in off the street last year, I was very excited about Josh Gordon from the fantasy uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, we hear Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I love that Tyrod Taylor threw shade at the Bills, right? When they said, oh, you don't have Josh Gordon. He goes, hey, I got 14.8 fantasy points a game last year with Nick O'Leary and Charles Clay. I'll do all right with Corey Coleman and Jarvis Landry. Well, now Corey Coleman's gone. Why would you trade Corey Coleman? Because they're looking for Des now. Well, I think, they, I think they're pretty confident that they're going to get Gordon back. That's why I think yes. you moved Coleman. That too. That too. It's pretty risky, isn't it? That could be the it? only reason. It, like, like, it is risky, but let's face it, Corey Coleman didn't really show them anything no. anyway. You're talking about a guy who was bad in the locker room. Teammates didn't like him. Coaches didn't like him. Why not get rid of him? Another bad draft He's pick, not in other words, be on Jim. Your team. You don't want him to. Another bad yeah, draft exactly. pick. He was. There's no doubt about it. Yep. You know, it's yeah, the ninth straight Cleveland Brown first round pick, guys. The ninth straight. Now, last year they got it right with Garrett. Now, he's, yeah. But this is the ninth straight Cleveland round, Cleveland Browns first round pick that didn't survive the, his first contract. That's crazy. Uh, how insane is that? You're uh, supposed to know what you're doing better than but that. But I think th- this is finally going to be the time where the Cleveland Browns culture changes because they did so many. I think a lot of these moves are really good. The team has definitely improved. The team in the past, I'm going to give Hugh Jackson just a little bit of benefit doubt because the team was just so bad for so many years. So now here's a chance. If he goes one in four, one in five, is it? He's now, done. He's my problem is last year he said I'm not, and everyone knew last year coming in that Deshaun Kaiser was the Ross of all the the quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right. Everyone knew he's got maybe the most upside, but he's the Ross. Hugh Jackson says I'm not going to rush this guy. Deshaun Kaiser throws one big bomb yeah. touchdown pass in a preseason game, and then he's starting Week One at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. That's what you call rushing a guy. Yeah, that was and he got absolutely destroyed. So when I hear him and he's talking about. Well, I'm not going to rush Baker Mayfield. And I'm, I'm looking from a betting, and let's talk from a fantasy perspective with Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor could actually have some weapons, better weapons now than he did actually with the Buffalo Bills, let's be real. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be playing from behind offense so he can put up big numbers. But if the Cleveland Browns, like you guys just stated, if they're one and four or something, Baker Mayfield gets on the field then. And, and then what happens? Then everything falls apart. Yeah, so from a fantasy yeah. perspective and from a betting perspective, yeah, you know, the Cleveland Browns are a dangerous team to me. But I, still, I think they have a lot of upside this year. Jim, I want to bring you back in on this Jarvis Landry thing. Jarvis Landry, for the past couple seasons, even though Sun catch 100 balls every year, for the past couple seasons, Jarvis Landry seems to be a forgotten man in fantasy drafts. What do you expect from Landry this year? Oh, I love Landry. I'm grabbing Landry wherever I can. Let's face it. You know, even if Gordon comes back, I think that helps Landry because Gordon stretches the field, makes people double team him at all costs. And Landry's just going to be a a volume hog in this offense. I like him a lot. I think he's going to do a lot of good things. And like I said, I'm, I have a ton of shares of him. And, you know, again, this is a guy who, you know, is rivaling uh, Odell Beckham in talent, I feel. And like you said, he's always been undervalued. He's still being undervalued in fantasy drafts. So, yeah, I, I definitely I am all in on Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I think it's time to get in on Jarvis Landry, too. So don't let him slip because Jarvis Landry, where he's going right now, he can help you win a fantasy league, especially if you get him as a wide receiver three. Yeah. You put him on a team like that, you could be loaded with a stud like that. He's been so, top five in, in receptions Sunday's like a beast. five, six years yeah, in a row, he's literally. A beast. But, he's people a beast, but the, the targets could change. go down because of Josh Gordon. and, and, right. and Yeah, but it, let's be real. Like If we're looking back, it's not like he was in a great situation with the Miami Dolphins, That's was true, he? too. Ryan no, Tannehill's no, a bum. and Matt Moore and this is a better quarterback. Agreed, yeah. but he and another thing is, uh, they were saying that Tyrod Taylor 
has already said that this is quickly becoming his favorite target. 844 Let's go to my man Sean in New York. Sean, what's cracking? What's up, guys? How are you? Chilling. Uh, I just want to ask a question. You know, I'm in a 16-team league, and it's starting September 2nd. I'm not really sure where I'm drafting, but I don't know really how to build my team, like starting from running back or wide receiver first. I'm kind of nervous. All right, so here we go. 16-team league. This is a man's league, as I like it's to call deep, it. deep league. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so this is what you're going to have to do. One, this is a couple tips I give to you for a 16-team league. Um, I think you want to get a one at every position. So depending on where you're drafting, if you're in that top eight, I would go ahead and get you a number one, a, a top running back. If you're in that second eight, I would get you a top wide receiver. You get to come back on that on that two-three turn with those good with those good second-round running back lives and vice versa. So the first eight – you get a running back. The second eight, you go wide receiver. Another thing about a 16-team league, you know how cats like to play quarterback chicken and don't nobody draft a quarterback till late in the draft? You get caught on the wrong end of a quarterback run on a 16-team league, your quarterback is, is going to be Sam Donald. You feel what I'm saying? And you might be a Jet fan, but you don't want Sam Donald to be your starting quarterback. So pull the trigger a little bit earlier on a quarterback is another way I would go in a 16-team league. What do you think, Jim? Uh, you know, I hate trying to say go running back first, go wide receiver second, because every draft is different. What I'm going to tell you to do is look at position scarcity. Which position is has the scarcest number of starters you can play each and every week? Go by that. Use that. I mean, quarterbacks have to go early in a 16-team league. They have to. Don't try and hold off. Go for the guy you want. Go for him when you can. It doesn't matter. Wide receivers have the most depth. You can wait on them a little while. Use play your position scarcity to build your team because yeah. that's the only way you can do it in the 16-10 league. I'm thinking, too, as you, as you mentioned, you can get caught behind the eight ball in a quarterback situation. How about the tight end position? Yeah. I think also, you know, I, in a 16-team league, I'd step up and pull the trigger on a tight end just because I'm not saying in, in, in with your first or second pick, but mm-hmm. – a top tier tight end isn't going to be around in a sixteen. Like the team sixth, league. seventh, eighth round around there. Yeah, you're going to Something miss like out. That. That's where you want to take it because that's where there's a drop off after that. Eight. Big drop off. Yeah. Oh, so there you go, right there, Sean. So well, in a six, it, wait, 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 wait. Right. Hold on. In the sixteen team league, there's going to be a long drop off before the sixth, seventh, eighth round in tight ends. They'll oh no, come I, off yeah, the board yeah. a lot quicker than that. Yeah, I'm thinking like fourth round type thing. You know, so, third, fourth. Yeah. yeah, so there you go, right there, Sean. Well, so dude, that's if you think Gronk is going to stay healthy, Sean. Exactly. But when you get your draft, when you get your, when you find out where you drafted from, Sean, give us a call back and we can try to work you through that one. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. That's my man, Sean in New York. All right, uh, Chris or uh, Bavona, are we ready? Yes. And here we go. It's time to welcome to the program. <laughs> gonna sing it, my friend. I don't know. My words. buddy. Our home. My pal. It is time that we welcome Marty from Canada as we all rise and respect the Canadian National Anthem as we go to Marty from Canada. Gabe, do you want to lead the singing of uh, Old Canada? (laughs) Do you know the words? (laughs) I just didn't know uh, where where, where we're going to jump in for the song. And free. There we go. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. And we welcome Marty we to the show. We stand on guard for the... Yes. I got to teach him the lyrics, uh, Marty. Once we learn... Uh, Gabe gonna we get stand us, on guard for the... Gabe, Marty, Gabe going to get us caught up with the lyrics of Old Canada. But we pay proper respects to Marty and our neighbors to the north. What's the deal with you, my man? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Chilling. What's good? No, but say, you know, I, I did that draft in your in your league on Friday night, beat the fantasy exec league. Yeah. And uh, I just I just wanted to know. I don't know if you have it open or not, but I just want you to take a quick little peek at my team, see if I got any holes or anything, or see how I draft it. You know. I'm gonna pull up. We had to beat the, the fantasy uh, doctor now. Yeah, we had to. I do it all. I'm a doc. I'm a doctor. I'm a therapist. You know what I'm saying? The mayor of Harlem. I'm the mayor of Harlem. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that's a lot of different. He's, he's gonna teach me. He's you got, got a teacher. lot of different. So I wear a lot of run different. Run me my money. I run me my money. <laughs> I wear a lot of different hats, all Marty. You know what I'm saying, Marty. If Marty did a bad job of the, of the uh, in my feelings challenge, he did a terrible oh, job. Man. I, haven't, I haven't got. I haven't got over that. You should have seen this. my man spitting speeds in Come here. On, key, man. key. Oh, you love me, Marty. And his Marty and his old lady did it. Marty, just, just oh. stiff as a board. 
Stiff as a boy. Every time. <laughs> Stiff as a boy. You know, we've got, uh, it's actually fitting. We've got an interesting comment in the chat here on the YouTube uh, page. Gregory Castillo brings up, uh, it's fitting Corey's a, uh, a cowboy fan because he didn't take his hat off during the anthem. Oh, well, come on. Trying now. to show respect. <laughs> 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 Cut it out. All right, so let's go. Let's look at Marty's starting lineup and the beat the exec. Yeah, but, I, but I was kneeling here. Yeah, oh, don't kneel. Don't kneel for your for, don't kneel for Canada. <laughs> Phil Rivers is uh, the quarterback one. Your your running backs would be Devontae Freeman and David Johnson. This is a nice. That's a nice. I like that. I like that Freeman Johnson turn. Wide receivers. I see Amari Cooper. Right. I see Cooper. I see Davis. I see Robert Woods. All right, and then Ricky Seals. Ricky Seals Jones. Oh yeah, Fitz. I forgot about Fitz. Fitz are putting your flex. Seals is your tight end. Well, Graham is your tight end. You know, I, I don't swear like- to God, like two or three players you've named, haven't they already been arrested? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, I'm not a Graham. I'm not a Graham fan, but Jim Day likes Graham. And then you got your kicker. So you're rolling out week one potential starting lineup of Phil Rivers, Devontae Freeman, David Johnson. I love that turn right there. Uh, Mari Cooper, Corey Davis, Robert Woods, and Larry Fitzgerald. And then you got Jimmy Graham as a tight end. I'll be honest with you. I think you waiting till round three is when you took your first running back, right? I mean, your first wide receiver. Who was that? You uh, took, Fitzgerald. You took Fitz in the third. See, I, when I look at these wide receivers, Jim, Amari Cooper, I love Amari Cooper. He needs to bounce back. Corey Davis needs to do it. Larry Fitzgerald needs to keep doing it. And Robert Woods needs to do it again. So I'm worried about the week-to-week consistency. A lot of question marks. What do you think about that, Jim? four. No, I'm with you, Corey. I don't think Cooper really has to worry so much about the bounce back. I think he needs to worry more about the bounce off the hands. Okay. Uh, Keep that (laughs) ball in the hands. I I think that's what he needs more than anything. But if he does, you know, he's he's set up to be that guy in in Oakland. I know they brought in Jordy Nelson. I know a lot of people think down on Jordy Nelson, although he's lighting up camp right now. But, you know, Cooper can do it. But there's definitely a few question marks there, and I think you're going to have some guys that are really going to let you down from week to week. What do you think, uh, Ventro? Yeah, I mean, the wide receivers. The good thing is, though, he starts three wide receivers and the other one's a flex. Who's his flex? His flex. So his, his starters would be Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. This is by draft. This is by how they were drafted. Larry Fitzgerald, Amari Cooper, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. His yeah. flex would be Robert Woods. Yeah, so the, and if he doesn't really have much after that, he, do, he doesn't have the depth to get, you know, someone in his flex if one of those guys don't perform well, you know what I mean? And they're not – he doesn't really have a top, top-tier wide receiver one. But that's well, okay. What, what, I, can, what, what, what I will say is, uh, you know, Laffer's Gerald being Laffer's Gerald, if he still got it and the quarterback don't slow him down too much, he could still catch 100-plus balls. Were right. you in on a, uh, Corey Davis or uh, Robert Woods last year? Gabe? No, no. And honestly, I wasn't. Uh, number one, I thought uh, Corey Davis just due to the quarterback situation. It's not like Marcus Mariota is is Aaron Rodgers or anything. He's still developing as a passing quarterback. Mike Malarkey, um, you know, Mike Malarkey obviously was a pretty pedestrian uh, coach and ran a pretty pedestrian uh, system. You know, their offensive coordinator last year really, really misused the talent that they have. They wanted to spread the field out. That's not Marcus Mariota. you got to play to the strengths. So I, I expect more from Corey Davis this year because I actually do like him out of Western Michigan. He really is a little Antonio Brown 2.0. At mm-hmm. least that's, you know, he patterns his game uh, uh, after. And I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, Robert Woods caught me off guard last year. You know, seeing him with the Buffalo Bills, I thought he was okay, but not great. I thought that the Rams overpaid for him, and uh, I was wrong. Let me ask you this. But can he do it again? That's going to be the key right there. Let me ask you this, uh, Marty. Why Fitzgerald over Mike Evans or, Alan, or my man Allen Robinson? Uh, I knew you were in the draft, and you gave me the gift of being able to get DJ. So I figured I'd leave Allen Robinson for you. Okay, well, that's a good friend. But what about Mike <laughs> Evans? <laughs> that's a good friend. What about Mike? Uh, uh, Victor said, what about Mike Evans? You worry about Davis, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm worried about Jameis. I, I don't know. I know he's going to come back, but I I don't really trust Mike Evans. I'm not sure Ryan Fitzpatrick's a drop off, to be honest. And if you look at the schedule that they play in their those four games, they're going to be getting their ass handed to him in every one of those games. Yeah, they're he's going to be, be firing. For, yeah, yes. they're going to be playing from behind. Like really, they're going to lose 48-21. Evans could get two touchdowns. I'm actually high on Evans because I think Tampa's so bad. Dirk Cutter's an idiot. 
Yeah, he is. Like, he shouldn't be a head coach in the NFL. It's going to be another bad year for them. I, I agree with you. Evans is going to have a good year. Because- My man, Marty, good looking out. You got a good team, though, Marty, and I definitely think it's going to be able to compete. Uh, Gabe, is that residue? Well, on your laptop. <laughs> well, I got a lot of things on a laptop. <laughs> now you can get a you know you can get a CD and you just you just you know you just bust, <laughs> you just bust it down on a CD, you know what I'm saying? Like whether the best of Wu-Tang Clang or whatever you like to listen to and you can just twist up on that. Now, you know like, what when I'm I saying? go through customs at airports like when they scan it, they just sort of give me a weird look. <laughs> it's like listen, we don't want to touch it. We can tell it's not a bomb, but yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I love it. Fantasy Football, Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Got more of your telephone calls. That's I the first time on a Fantasy Sports Network ever the question was asked. Is there residue on that? Yeah, is there residue on that? <laughs> it's residue on mine at the crib. I guarantee you that. When we come back, I want to touch on this Antonio Callaway situation a little bit. And I uh, also got your telephone calls. My man Spitting Speeds is sitting in the studio. I'm about to say what's up to him. And then when we come back and get back to talking with you, it's the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. We got a, a eight bit version of Cream. Eight bit. You gotta when you rock Cream, you gotta rock, let the let the original Cream bang out. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all, y'all. Straight fire. Yeah. Grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. There we go. Man of Harlem. Yeah, you know, yo, Gabe, you little, little Wu-Tang Gabe, no? I got no problems with it. All right, little cash rules. I once That's smoked a spliff with uh, with uh, Method Man. How about that? You smoked a spliff with Method Man? And Red Man. Oh, that's a that yeah. you was And my boy Too Short. There you go. I'm actually buddies with Too Short. I grew up on the crime side, the New York top side. Staying alive with no job, old second hand. Mom's bounced on old man. And then I moved to Shaolin Land. Uh-huh. I guess they don't want me spitting. They don't want me rapping in the joint, but it's all good. Fancy football <laughs> frenzy. Okay, I don't. I like it. I want to hear more about his his his, his average depth of target. That's I want to know want. more about his, 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 his projections and PPR format. This guy yeah, up chat, here, chat's blowing up, man. They're saying, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, well, well, they they. My goodness, they always revolt on me, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they play both doing? sides. They do play both, play sides. both sides. I seen son. I see son Mendo Bruce on Jake Timeline like, oh, the fancy football frenzy lost the only host with credibility. That's what he said to him. But then he'd be in the chat, and I thought that was my man. You know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't down with you. You know what I mean, Gabe? <laughs> it's a cold world. Yeah, it's a cold world. <laughs> it's a cold world, yeah, it's, bro. It's a cold world. You know what you I'm saying? You just say to them, come here and try to step up and do what we do. I'm just, trying to make it. It. I'm just trying to make some money to feed my family. You know what I'm saying, Jim? I just generally, like, uh, whenever I'm in control, I just boot people out to talk crap about me. <laughs> All right, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm the King Jong-un of uh, talk shows. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, I'm just trying to make some money to feed my family. You know what I'm saying, Jim? With you, you got so many damn sons out there. You got to feed them a big family. <laughs> Speaking of one of my sons, Jim, Antonio Callaway. You know, our buddy Steven Massachusetts called up yesterday and was um and was asking questions about him. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can get down with uh, a little bit of Antonio Callaway, a little dollar Mickey Holland late round guy, talent off the charts, but it's always a, a marijuana this, a domestic that, uh, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a strip club shooting. Not to say that he was involved in that, but it's always something with this kid. And he can never really get it right off the field. You put Sun on the field, nobody could cover him. So now the Cleveland Browns got the situation. Sun had to pot arrest. Just Sunday had to pot arrest. Talking about he had his car shipped up. This is listen to this one, Gabe. He had his car shipped up from Florida. Yeah. Right? So he gets the car shipped up from Florida. He get the car, start driving the car. He didn't realize whoever his homie was that had the car in Florida left some marijuana in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I've worse excuses. I'm actually going to give him credit for like working I, I, on the fly with this I one. Have, I only have one question. 
Come on, if you smoke marijuana, how often do you leave marijuana in the car? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he the can't gen- be people that, that generally smoke weed know where their weed is too. <laughs> so maybe it's true. <laughs> always, it's true. I would imagine it's the first thing he said to his to his uh, to his bro was, "Did you put the weed?" There you go. Yeah, make sure you, you put the weed make in the glove sure compartment. Make sure you put the weed in yeah. the glove compartment. <laughs> he didn't just find the weed there. He told him to put the weed there. But he was already enhanced when he had the conversation. Listen, I'm not calling people out. Like to me, the the NFL should ease up. It should be like the NBA. You got to fail seven tests, and they don't test you for this. Especially when you got guys getting hooked on very, very dangerous pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. But at the same point in time, you got to question this kid's. And I talked about this from the Browns earlier, and from a fantasy standpoint, you can't go anywhere near this damn kid, guys. He didn't play college football last year because he was suspended for screwing around with, with for credit cards. Yeah, he had the credit card. He was a scammer. That's he right. He failed a drug test at the combine. The, oh, so okay. in between oh, the combine. They haven't played a preseason game yet, and he gets busted again. He's going to get suspended. Goodell's going to be on this kid's ass. Gabe, if I, if I was to pass any drug test, it would be the one at the combine. You figure. <laughs> it's the biggest job <laughs> interview of your life. Make sure you're, this is why it was a fourth-round pick. make sure you're clean for that. That's it, that's it Jim. <laughs> if you got to pass one drug test in your life, pass that's the one That's when the, the agent combine. says, listen, marijuana will be out of your system in 22 days. That's it. And then you even hire someone around him. If he's that stupid, you have someone around a kid 24 hours a day. That's all I'm doing. And you tell him, you want to get intoxicated? Here, pour Budweiser down your throat. I'm going to Arizona. (laughs) I'm going to Scottsdale. Me and my trainer, we're going to be out there for six weeks getting ready for the combine. I don't want nothing back in Florida. I don't want nobody calling me. Don't text me. Just let me get this six weeks, get this stuff out of my system, and get ready for the biggest job interview of my life. Yeah, but he's not the brightest kid. And now he's going into a situation that we've seen hasn't handled these situations great over the years either. Yeah, you're right. You so, know what? I, I have I have one thing to say. In this day and age, I find it hard to believe that these teams don't know these kids that have troubles behind them aren't hiring Ubers and Lyfts to drive them anywhere. The fact that these guys are driving themselves around in the middle of the night after drinking and getting high, it's just stupid to me. Teams should have an Uber driver on call for these kids all the time. You're right. You know, one thing that stuck out to me about that as well, and as I stated, I think it's ridiculous. You know, we, we see marijuana is legal in a lot of places, and it will be pretty much everywhere soon. But as you stated, Jim, all right, so you get this kid, fails to combine, didn't even play college football last year, cost himself millions of dollars because he fell in the draft because of this. Right. And here he is, training camp opens up. Where is he? Why is he out on the road at yeah. two fifty nine a.m. That's right away? Yeah, yeah, it's what, three in the morning. Don't they have a curfew when they in the like train what, camp? Joe? You know, like my grandfather, may he rest in peace, said, "Nothing good happens after midnight." But here's you know what, what I mean. And okay, let's stretch it out. You're three in the morning. Nothing's good going to happen for you I, when you're a brother driving around in, in a no, fancy car. You're right. You know what I'm saying, Corey? Yeah, 100% correct. He's begging for it. How could he do this right away? He just got there. He's a rookie. That's the problem. You're never going to teach this kid. Because, this no, kid's because, always going to no. find a way I'm to get not, himself in trouble. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say that, you're never going, that he's never going to be able to learn. I think when the talent get on the field and people say, oh, you can play, stop effing around. And I think at that point, it'll start. The, you got to understand. Being a good athlete and being a professional athlete is two different things. Yes. Yeah, it's two different things. So at some point, you have to morph into a professional athlete. But you know, we'll see what this is. How to, if, if, well, Jameis Winston took an Uber and uh, didn't end up well for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get in the Uber, keep your so hands. So now they have to, to say, yourself. "All right, take an Uber and then after, do not grab her breast when you're in the Uber." <laughs> oh, or his. Oh, or his. Let's thank be you. Honest. Or his. You're right. Or, yeah. or his. Um. <laughs> Eight four four eight four three six eight seven. Actually, he grabbed somewhere else. He was, uh, you know, we can't even say. I can't say where he grabbed. Yeah, he was, that. He was yeah. pulling a Trump. It was a. Pr- <laughs> he, he grabbed our uh, shorty's princess parts. Yeah. Um, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's get to my man Dave in California. Dave, what up? Hey, Dave. How you doing? What's going on, Dave? How can we help you? Um, I was just wondering what you guys' opinion is on Derrick Henry. Uh, do you do you really think uh, Deion Lewis is going to take that much from him? Uh, Ventra, Derrick Henry versus Deion Lewis. I think I think Lewis is going to take every single target away from him, pretty much. I mean, Derrick Henry can't catch the ball, and even if Deion Lewis wasn't there, he wasn't going to catch the ball because that's not the type of running back he is. He's a bruiser back. He's going to go right up the middle, but and Lewis shouldn't take too much on the ground for him. So I, Derrick Henry's a good flex play, an RB three. I'd be very happy with him. If you got to take him as your RB two, I'm I'm cool with it in like a standard or a half point. What do you think about it, Jim? Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis that split. Well, it's definitely going to be a pretty 
pretty even split, no doubt. I mean, Derrick Henry's going to be the early down back. He's going to be the goal line back a lot of the times. He's looking good in camp. They're raving about him. And I'm not just talking coaches. I'm talking beat writers. Uh, I like Deion Lewis a lot. He does have some injury you know, history there we have to deal with. But I like him a lot. He's going to be the guy who does a lot of the pass down catching the ball on this offense. So I think in a PPR league, both of these guys have – have value. I think in a half point PPR league, though, I am going to go with Henry over Lewis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, my thing, I just think that Derrick Henry is a better football player than Deion Lewis is. Deion Lewis has been good for the Patriots the past couple years, but for real, for real, if you look at son career, he stay hurt. So that's something that career's had. I'm willing to take Derrick Henry in the fourth round as an RB2. I think Derrick Lewis is a more talented player. I think he's a better running back. I wanted to see a Derrick Henry breakout this season because of this stiff Deion Lewis. It's not going to happen. But what I will say is I think the talent wins out, and I think Derrick Henry has a better season. I think he'll hit the RB2 value. He's just not going to explode. We haven't seen an Alabama running back really break up. You know, This is true. And at least consistently play well. I mean, Eddie Lacy was okay in a brief period of time. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. It's a good comparison, though. We'll find out about Lewis. Is yeah. he good, or is he just sort of in a good situation with the Patriots? Mm -hmm. And Derrick Henry, now that Murray's not there, prove it. Go out there and do this. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get all the targets, though, just because he's a great pass catcher. Yeah. That's, it's, that's a simple fact. Yeah, um, and Derrick Henry has, has had some – has had Derrick Henry is not, you know, J J Jordan Howard when it comes to catching the football. He's not stone-handed. But, you know, if Deion Lewis is there, he's going to be better at getting yeah, that work he, right there anyway. But, listen, I like him. I'm not going to be overexposed to Derrick Henry, but I do like him more than I like uh, Deion Lewis. I agree with that. 844-843. 68-79, Mark Ingram, uh, Alabama running back too, Gabe. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's pretty good. He's probably had, had some of his better years recently, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he's very underrated. Out of, listen, out of all time. the Alabama running backs, he's the best one. He's the only one to stay. Trent Richardson. Mm -hmm. He stunk. K came in and out, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't even make the sky toward Rough year, Riders last year. Yeah. Eddie Lacy pretty much ate himself out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll see about Bo Scarborough right now. But Bo Scarborough was a backup. Right I don't now, really, yeah. yeah, but he was heavily hyped, right? Yeah, uh -huh. at, at Alabama, and so we'll see. Calvin Ridley should get the job done, though, and that's my son right there. I've always thought Alabama players actually kind of peak in college a little bit. I think that Nick Saban just beats the crap out of these guys so much, and he's just concerned about winning the championship as opposed to. His players' future, yeah, and and Alabama players, it's almost like getting out of prison. But yeah, like they went through three years of this crap and getting yelled at and two days and everything. They get look at like they they said all Alabama players say the NFL is a joke next to Alabama. Uh, Leonard Fournette said uh, playing in Jacksonville is way easier than playing for the LSU. That's Tigers. how hard they go. Yeah, uh, look, Julio, SEC, Julio went right through that. Though. That's SEC yeah. football. Right Julio through. Jones is a as a is a monster. Yeah, it's a freak. Yeah, yeah. It's just something that I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to PJ in, in South Carolina before we uh, leave the stream for the day. PJ, holler at me. What's good with you? Hey, what's up, fellas? Chilling. Hey, you know, you know how sometimes we always be a year ahead of picking a breakout player. Yes. Yo, I'm thinking Joe Mixon, man. I think Joe Mixon, this is going to be the, be the year. I've seen a report today that he lost about 13, 14 pounds, and they really focus on him becoming that lead big-time back. Man, I think Joe Mixon going to make some moves this year, man. All right, Jim, I want to He's got skills, Corey. He does have skills. I want to start with you on uh, – uh, everybody give me your opinion, Gabe, and then Jim, and then Ventra on, on Joe Mixon, and then we cut the YouTube stream off. I think if he's given an opportunity and he touches the football, he can put some uh, some numbers up. But, he's going to get the volume, yeah. Yeah, there's some character issues, so he's got to stay on the field and prove that he can stay healthy as well as at every down back. But I, I think the kid's got a ton of talent. What do you think about Joe Mixon uh, this season, Jim? Well, I'm glad you haven't called me Jake at all today. You don't understand. I've been, I've been struggling not to. <laughs> You're much more handsome, Jim. Um, <laughs> I, I like Mixon this year. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm more worried. I want to see the offensive line in preseason. I want to see how they start to come together because that's going to be key for him. Let's face it. You know, he had bad numbers last year across the board, no doubt. But that offensive line was, you know, probably, if not as bad as the Giants, maybe worse. And that's hard for me to say because I didn't think anybody was worse than the Giants' offensive line last year. But Cincinnati definitely did that kind of game. They, you know, they made some moves. Hopefully, it's improved. But I want to see it a little bit in the uh, 
in the preseason before I'm buying totally into Mixon. He yeah. does have talent, though. He yeah. really does. I watch him a lot in college. He's an oh, explosive no, he's damn back. Yeah. Oh, he was a high, yeah, he was a high draft pick, and he was uh, even uh, J- no, Jake no, I, would say I, last year. What's that? Okay. No, I was just saying, I get it. I, I think he's wanted plenty of talent, no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he has the talent like a, a first-round running guy coming out of the draft. And I think there's two offensive lines that stood out to me way worse than the Giants last year with Cincinnati and Seattle. Those offensive lines were absolutely miserable. And that's why a big part of the reason why Mixon didn't do well. Plus, the offense was just stagnant in general. The red rifle ain't nothing, really. He's just another guy. He's an average quarterback at best. And... I think that Mix, if the offense grows, Mixon could do well. He is an all-purpose back. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball. But here's the problem. I'm not. Inv- I think, but like the call said, oh, we ahead a year ahead of the breakout. I think we still are a year ahead of the breakout. I think next year might be the breakout. I'm not. I wouldn't put him as a, as an RB. He's like a low end RB two for me this year. Low end. Who the hell is telling me this? Who's on the talk? Oh, sign off YouTube now. He said now. that very softly. Yeah, nobody said. It's but very he said, authoritative in our headset. All right, get off. Yeah, yeah. sign off YouTube now. Fantasy executive. <laughs> you do it, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> you give the orders. Yeah. All right, we're signing off YouTube <laughs> now. When I say so, Jack. <laughs> Leaders. <laughs> you believe this? Gabe, insane, come in here. Been here. Hey, what's going on, ladies? Look at this. You like that? Hey, Chris, so are you, you looking like forward to... Hey, Chris, are you looking forward to being the host tomorrow now that Corey's coming? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, good one, Jim. Yeah. Oh, man, Gabe. Son just came up me in my ear just like, get off YouTube now. I heard it. That's yeah, wild. <laughs> so get off YouTube. Uh, always I got off something. YouTube. I told YouTube when we out. I hollered at everybody on YouTube. And no, I'm not, it's not like Corey's like controlling the, 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 of YouTube have, anyways, I right? right I don't have nothing I can push right here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him I'm off YouTube. I said goodbye to the Goon Squad. Shout out to the Goon YouTube. Squad. We, we good. We back to the Goon Squad t- tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to get like a camera shot for the hallway. I'm Cause telling pe- you. Because people are like, man, they want to see these ladies and stuff. You keep I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, when we used to do the Friday night show, when we used to do old school fantasy, they would put the camera on t- on the, on the, um, on the on the glass for us. Yo, we used to do the Friday night show, Gabe. Poppin'. One night, Shorty came by. Not one night. I think it was at least two <laughs> nights. Shorty, a couple different young ladies came by. Put them on the glass. Yeah, that's great. Put them right on the glass. I, I used to like, happen. Whoa. I used to do a show at the Mandalay Sportsbook in Vegas. It's mm-hmm. a glass studio, very similar. Yeah, yeah. That, that we used to get it a couple of times. A uh, couple of times a night, it was great. That's nice. Aw- that's awesome. I right, yeah. just come right through. Awesome. It's the they perks say, of the business. It's the perks <laughs> of the business. They wave at you, and then boop, shirt come up, breasts go on the glass. <laughs> Nothing. I, I didn't do anything. I didn't ask. I didn't solicit. It'd be cooler though if they hung around till after the show. After over, the show, right? you can like, never yeah, find them. No, <laughs> God, no, no. Or they don't know you. They're like, yeah. God, what? Yeah, on the radio guy, you show yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jim, you got to make a trip in studio, Jim. Yeah, definitely, Corey. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. Jim is like, I'm. <laughs> see, Jim is taking a Jake approach. When I when I when I go way out of left field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake is like, I'm not getting involved. Jim is like, Oh, yep, Corey, I'll be in there whenever you like. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's more like, I, I'm not listening to anything you're saying. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's his I like that. You need somebody to keep me in check. And <laughs> it's not going to be you, Gabe. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's more like the I'm wingman. You know man. what I'm, I'm saying? I'm very forgiving. I'm I'm lenient. Yeah, you thank you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> oh man! If I was in charge, I'd just tell uh, everyone here. All right, just do what you want. Just uh, don't don't pull an OJ Simpson. That's it. That's the most <laughs> yeah, important don't, thing. Don't kill two people, and you're okay. good. And we'll be back here tomorrow. I ain't so cool. Had a good I time. I only have one quick question, though. What's up? Wasn't this show supposed to be about running back tears? <laughs> well, we, well, listen, we got into talking about other stuff. I, we got to Alex Collins and Derrick Henry. We talked yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? Hour flew by. Hour flew by. So there That's you go. The Alex right. Collins. That's the more. I like checking. Alex Collins. That's your RB2 TMA. So he's yeah, in the yeah. tier by himself. <laughs> Put him on the glass. There we go. Put him on. Jim Day. For my man Gabe. For the closer Chris Ventra. Shout out to the whole team on the fourth floor for keeping it 100 and helping me out throughout the course of the broadcast. Goon Squad, we out to the ball. Fancy football frenzy. <laughs>